This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening, and I can say that without fear of contradiction tonight. Good evening. Sorry for the delay. We've had a few mic problems. Sorry, Mike, if you're watching. Um, but I think we've got it sorted. Hopefully you can hear me. My little buddy's with me. No, Brad, he'll be coming in later. Little mini-me there. How the devil are you all? Yeah, just, just take this in. Leicester City 4, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. How good! Look, let me just let me just let me just do this. Just take that. Just look at it. Just milk it. Just enjoy it for what it is. Look at that. Wolves nil. Leicester City. I, yes, it was only Wolves, and they were goddamn awful. But who cares? Who cares? Oh, two wins and a trot back to back. Our first points away from home. Almost as good as having sex in it. Leicester Till I Die TV, this is the post-match show with Chris and Brad. We're looking back at the Wolves game. It's time for the smug face. It has to be. It's time! Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. 
You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Tonight Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. team to win a Premier League game by four plus goals despite starting the day bottom of the table since well Leicester 20 games ago when we did it against Nottingham Forest nothing like beating your own record is there and no that's not a euphemism for anything before any of you say um we had the worst away record in the league in fact not only that we had the worst away league record in the country because we hadn't got a point away from home. Now, well, we've got three. We've got three. Let's just say a few hellos. Uh, Scott is in. Uh, guys, make sure you like and subscribe to this channel. Thank you very much. Leicester fan, woohoo, swivel on it, indeed. Um, seen the goals on YouTube, Chris. They were outstanding. They were amazing. They were some amazing goals. True Reds in. Hiya, Luke. Sorry, mate, but yeah, back down there. Uh, well, for a week anyway. We'll probably be there next week. I said it before. All we needed was centre-backs, similar to Hooth and Morgan. Phases cut from the same cloth, and Amati was <laughs> mentored by them both to get... Amati, let's be honest with you, I didn't... I'd for... They showed a picture of him sort of midway through the second half, and I thought, hello, they brought a Marty on. And then I thought, hang on, no, 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 no. He's been on since the start. And I think the fact, the fact that we can look at it and go, well, I didn't realise he was on. He was there for, in my eyes, doing a very good job. Was he not? You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Yeah, it certainly is. Doug's just said, just seen the goals. My God, Tillerman's strike was outstanding. It was a scarecrow of a goal. It was outstanding in his field. Oh, come on. Come on, that's not bad. I've <laughs> been up all day. <laughs> good evening, Brad. And let's be honest with you, it's good. Yeah, for once, mate, we can actually say a good evening from a, a Leicester game, mate. Where did yeah. that come from? Hey, eh? where, where did that? 
Confidence, do you think? I mean, there's just a few players I want to... Ward, another clean sheet. He was outstanding. And yes... Where's goalkeeper ever, people said. (laughs) Yeah, they did. But, I mean, yes. You know, let's be honest with you. It was only Wolves. And we know that Wolves aren't particularly good. They got five goals all season. But he had to do his job. He was commanding. He came off his line. He made some fantastic saves as well. I think it was at 2-0, maybe even only been 1-0. I can't quite remember. But they broke away Wolves and he made that save that was hit across him. You know, Sarkin keep out Barnes, but he made that save and and he was so commanding. And again, you said about confidence. He got the follow-up as well because it came back. It was headed down and he he was ready for the, you know, the, the second attempt. What a... What a goalkeeper we've got. I know, right? But confidence confidence breeds that. Confidence and composure. Because we we were, have talked about it a lot this season, and especially in some glaring performances. I don't need to remind the fans who were against what scorers were. But we were saying it was erratic, it was panicky, it was ball-watching or ball-chasing. Um, what's Ward going to be like with a defence when it's actually got brain cell? But we've seen it. We've seen it over the last four, three or four games. And, and we're seeing what it does. And that confidence has bred the calmness in, back into the team. It's injected that back into it. And we're seeing what a goalkeeper we have and why we got him from, from the likes of Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do want to say, just concentrate on a few players. It's most yeah. of the team, to be honest with you. Uh, Amati, he's taken some stick. And like I said there, um, when I when I saw him come up on the screen and I was watching it, I was like, God, I didn't realise they'd brought him on. I must have missed that sub. <laughs> and I realised he'd been on since the start. And that's a sign, especially with a defender, that is the sign of a good... that he's having a good game because you don't really notice him. You're not, oh, he's done that wrong, he's done that wrong. He had another solid game. Yeah, he did. And he didn't even make any of his little niggly mistakes that he did against the likes of Palace. Oh, excuse me. And Leeds beforehand, you know, where he'd make a bit of a short back pass. He seemed quite composed, actually. And he, and he, he went about his job. And again, this is all, as much as we were all on the back foot and giving them players stick for the turmoil when the results were bad, now things are going good. You can see that's sometimes what you need in football. You've got to grasp at a few straws before you can start making a, ba- a you know a bale of hay because yeah. you're not going to fix the problems. But that was a very pleasing performance. And again, I know you played Devil's Advocate and I'm sure there is people in the comments going, ah, it was only Wolves. Yeah, but we were only 20th in the Premiership. Exactly. And you can only so play who's against you. Yeah, we'd be moaning. We'd be moaning if we were, say, sixth in the table and lost one nil today against yeah. only Wolves, wouldn't we? So we, yeah, we, yeah, we have exactly, to exactly. We were we were bottom of the table. As I mean, I read that stat out at the start. You know, um, for Farner, who? I mean, Wes has come in. Uh, Wes, uh, Vert has come in. He's older. He's more mature. I love the fact that he's got the ball. In the box, he's got two Wolves defend uh, strikers coming down on him. What does he do? Rosehead. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some Leicester comparisons, and there's probably a few in the chat that have compared him to, to, to Leicester legends. But you know, Nemanja Vidic, Ferdinand, 
quality defenders like that that had a bit of aggression to them. I'm sure there's others that people will name, but just name the next few. He's got that about him, hasn't he? Because he's not afraid to go in. He's not afraid to get himself stuck in. And you know what? He played a pivotal part in one of our goals with the breakup mm. play and running out. And honestly, you know, sometimes when you go and watch a, a magician and he does the same trick over and over again, you think, get a new trick, mate. Well, if we keep doing this with their centre-backs, you know, I said it on the, I think on the Friday night show, Maguire gets replaced with Fafana and then we replace Fafana with Valtfest. We're going to keep bringing in upper quality. I'm all for it. Chelsea Perspective is in. Happy day for you, Chris. But I do happen to know that Chelsea Perspective is here on behalf of Chelsea Football Club and they have put a £50 million bid in for Valtfest to sign in January. <laughs> Sorry, sure. mate. I couldn't sure. resist that. And Chelsea Perspective, I've got to say, mate, thank you so much. Donation there. Uh, three earlier. And thank you to Trolls, LCFC, Gray and Doug for their contributions earlier in the watch along. Thank you for that, Chelsea. That means an awful lot, especially yeah. as I'm not working at the moment. So thank you for that. Um, let me just go to sort of some some other uh, chats very quickly. Uh, is Brad doing the play? Yes, he is, Terry. Uh, Come on, Terry. I'll bring it this time, Terry. I'll bring I tell you what, Terry, if you fancy coming on, and on camera and what have you. And I'm I'm happy for you to come on and you can, you know, we can do it. You can do it alongside uh, Brad or just comment, you know, whichever you prefer. Madison scored the best goal for me, how he created the space and finish. Um, it's pouring down at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's pouring goals for Newcastle as well, isn't it? <laughs> Glad I made the transfers I did and put Tielemans and Madison in my Premier League team because uh, they got my very good return. I'm sure they did. And I, I've got to say, great for admitting that from a Nottingham fan, Luke. Thank you very much. Um, Chelsea, saying, uh, I was thanking him for that. He said, no worries. Uh, only Wolves, it was only Liverpool, so it goes. But it does, exactly. You can only play what's in front of you, you know. And as I said earlier, mate, that was a great win for you. Um, you know, that's given us confidence today. But what it must do for your morale that you've actually beaten Liverpool. I mean, at the end of the day, Liverpool didn't have the boot shooting boots on. So fucking what? You know, <laughs> that's not your fault. You put 10 men behind the ball. So what? You know, <laughs> you hit them on the break. It's up to them to break you down. Great, great morale boosting win for you. Uh, Face is a no messing centre back. He is. Diego Costa tried to bully FaZe and he shrugged it off like it was nothing. Uh, right, we are staying up, but we are staying up. Uh, I put my clapper away now. Sorry, girls. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go on. We have been saying, or not, not we, but people have been saying, you know, that we've missed that midfielder with a bit of bite, you know, that, that, that will get get stuck in, put his foot in. You know, I'm trying to think of a player and I, and I can only think of defenders, but, you know, it's a midfielder that, you know, the Roy Keane type of the player. Now, yeah. I'm not comparing him to Roy Keane, but I think we finally might have that in Samari. Again, an, another player. I mean, there's loads of plaudits we're going to be giving today. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I can't believe I'm... I'm, I'm saying this, but Wilfred and Dede must be thinking, um, am I going to get straight back into this team? Because I don't think he is right now. Samare was an absolute animal at breaking the play up today. Yeah. Um, I thought he was fantastic. I, again, we'll get on to individual products, especially when it comes to player ratings. 
Yeah. Uh, Terry might like me a bit better after when it, spoiler alert, Terry, when it comes to them. But when he does say well, that, I, I happen to agree with the vast majority. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's what matters, mate. Uh, and and it paid off. I I, I psyched him out, Terry. I gave him a three because I told him <laughs> to score goals. It all worked. All part of my genius plan, Terry. But anyway, yeah, Samori was fantastic, and yeah. and you know, and he looked so peed off. When you got taken off, which is a good sign, but I think he was knackered. I think he was knackered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it, it it will be. We know he probably will because look what happened to Pratt today, and we'll come on to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But you can't when you win four 0 you can't argue with what Brendan did. Mm-hmm. Um, but indeed, he can't just walk back into this side now, can he? No, he can't, and that's good. That's good. I mean. I kind of came up with the idea that I think I commented on the show and I might have even said it on a Friday night show, but I think that the likes of Pratt and Samore are only going to benefit from this five-sub rule and obviously covering for injuries with Samore doing excellent. Mm. But, the, you know, the transfer window actually could end up being a, a blessing in disguise in the fact that we weren't able to do business unless we sold, which we know we were, yeah. we were, we were forced to. Um, in not not in Casper, but we were forced to, you know, that bout in for um, for Fafana, and I think because let's remember Who? Pratt actually exactly that you know he's like he's, who is he? <laughs> but Pratt, this is people need to remember as well. This is the first time that Pratt's actually been around for Rogers to pick. He's been out alone, mm. and he's just been told go back out to three and I'll get more of a feel for you. Come back sort out, and now he's been. I want to say a little bit forced. It sounds like the wrong word to use, but now that Rogers has kind of got rotation and he's got to trust, and they've paid they've paid him off well for his trust, but he's got to trust Mendy. He's got to trust Amore. He's got to trust uh, Amati. He's got to trust. Um, I, I can't say Vardy because we know we can trust him, but he's got to trust Dennis Pratt because where we've lacked the depth before, we now have that sat on our bench and you this five sub rule has to be exploited by Brendan for what it's there yeah. and, and we talked see, I know we'll get on to the timing of the substitutes later on but that was the thing that was quite evident uh, against Leeds we made, we made five substitutions I, it's like he watches the show Brendan if you're watching mate I, 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 I'll take I'll take 85 grand a week <laughs> that wasn't Brendan Oh. <laughs> we've just watched. We've just watched the invasion of the body snatchers. That uh, was somebody else on the sidelines. But look, two playing, two more players. I just want to pick out individually before we get onto the match. Tielemans. I mean, we know you and Terry had a disagreement last week about how how good he was. Um, uh, Costa was playing. Terry, he was playing, and he took him off. Unless you're being sarcastic that he was actually hiding in Faye's pocket. I think that's what he's saying. I tell you what, what well, first has just gone to get on the coach and thought there was a big heavy lump in his right pocket. <laughs> and just pulled him out and go, hey, up, mate, up you go. Just, just and, talking about that is not, they have not bought the Costa that was here before. No, and I, the problem is I think maybe Costa... Well, he's not enough good a team. No, well, that is true as well. But he's a quality mm. player. He's just the, he's he's really the wrong side of thirty. That's six months of not yeah. playing doesn't help somebody, especially not at that age. Yes. And you know what? I saw. I don't know what stream. I think you might be watching it on BT, but I was watching it on a totally legitimate 
streaming app. I was. And, it just happened to be French, but it was totally yeah. legitimate. Well, yeah, but um, <laughs> when he came off, I it panned to the bench of Diego Costa, and he was sat there, his eyes looking glazed, and he was looking mm. up, and he had his head thrown back, and he was slumped. And I think that's the man that thinks, either, God, what the hell am I doing and playing for Wolves? I should be playing for the opposition, or, God, maybe I... You know, I, I would... I would love to see the old, old Diego Costa back, especially now we've played him. He can go, go and do what he wants. I'd love to see that back, but I think, unfortunately, this might not be as happy as a return to the Premier League. As, no, no. Did he sign a permanent deal, deal, or is he on loan? No, he was a free agent, so it had to be a permanent deal. Uh, okay, okay. Um, like I say, last, last, last week... You and you and Terry couldn't agree on on what rating to give Tielemans. I have not seen a performance from Tielemans like today for over a season. He was he was almost like taken off. You know his defensive shackles were taken off him. Um, maybe Sumari was trusted more, but I mean that goal. Well, I mean that was that goal was FA Cup standard. Yeah, it was and. You know what, I, 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 I'm i going to say this, I, I, I watched the game back, the Leeds game back a bit more, and I was harsh on Tillemans, and I've admitted that on the phone, I was harsh on my rating on Tillemans, I didn't really notice as much as I was looking for his defensive work, and that was sublime against Leeds, it was sublime today, but I wanted to see him do more in the role. He, <laughs> to no, say that again. You were admitting you were wrong. <laughs> I, I admitted I, no. I'm admitting I was harsh on the rating because <laughs> okay, I didn't really um... pay, no. I didn't pay much attention to his defensive duties that he did against Leeds. However, I stand by a lower rating than what most were willing to give him because I wanted to see what that number eight has got in his magic locker. And nine yeah. minutes in, Chris, he showed us what he can do when he's got a bit more freedom, and and that was lovely. Exactly. 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 He has been. He's had those shackles on him, and it has not only ruined him, it has ruined the team. Mm. You know, that's the performance you would look at and go, somebody would pay 50 million for that. But yeah. he hasn't been doing those. He's been putting 15, 20 million pound performances in because he, he's been asked to play, you know, not his normal. Same with the Marty, those first few games, he was absolutely rubbish. And I, mm. you know, I can say for me, Amati was my most improved player last season. So, you know, I like Amati. Put him back onto the right, suddenly, you know, he's okay. Uh, Matthew says there, I agree on Tielemans. He was like Tielemans of old. Yes, he does want to move, but, you know, he he, he can go. You know, he's, he's run out of his contract, so he can very much go in a couple of months and, and sign a prenuptial or whatever they call it. No, not a prenuptial, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, but that performance was Tielemans of old. I, I kept, I've said for many, well, since the FA Cup, um, that Tielemans of the last season would not have scored that goal because he wouldn't have been in that position to score it. The Tillemans, it's, it's nice to have him back. Yeah. And I've got to say, I'm going to mention this because I, 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 it's only fair if I'm critical of a player. It's only fair to give credit where credit due. Vardy, that again was Vardy of old. Fox in the box. Poaching, again, it was a lovely... I mean, the, the crosses and the play into the box was, was, was just sublime. And you can say 
I, I, I keep saying it was only Wolves. I don't care. You can only play who you're against. But it's great. He's got a goal. Let's hope that kickstarts his season. Yeah, and it was typical Jamie Vardy-esque, wasn't it? He starts on the bench. He downs a kind of Red Bull, crushes the... He's crushing the Red Bull can. He was looking the Red Bull, wasn't he, before he came on? Hello. <laughs> Necking his Red Bull, smashing the can up, <laughs> running on the pitch, playing his part in the build-up, and then smashing it in and then, and then telling Wolves fans that they stink a little bit. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was good to see. You know, it, it was one of them games where it just felt like, you know, like when you have a reunion of your favourite show and you see them all looking great. You think, oh, look at that. It's good, good old days and stuff like that. Yeah. But that yeah, was yeah. one of them, wasn't it? It felt like we rolled back a few months to the we performance. Did. And, and, look, and look at us, look at how we're happy in <laughs> two wins. Well, we're, yeah. we're fickle. I mean, he, he did. He did great. He scored a good goal. But I just, I love the whole performance he put in today. I, I wasn't sure man of the match, him, there's a couple of others, but I, I had to say I did go for Tielemans, and we'll talk about that, obviously, in a bit. But, um, that I mean, just the whole, the whole performance. I mean, I said, okay, I, I said, we. I'm not going to suddenly say Brendan in. Right? No. We have played Wolves. And we've played Leeds. And we played Palace as well and Forest. No disrespect, and I know Luke's in, so no disrespect to any of these, but they're not the best teams in the league. And you could say the same about us. We weren't the best teams in the league. But do you remember me? And I think I said this to you last week, when Brighton was struggling last season and they, and they had the fall from grace, come March, they were bottom of the form table. What they did was go out and start winning against teams that were around them at the bottom, and they moved mm -hmm. back up the table. You know that's that that four three points today will be more important than the three points if we get against Manchester City because we've obviously it's, you know it's 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 a rival down there. But like I say, it's only two games. You know he's got to carry this on. I'm allowing him Man City. I'm not expecting anything from that. But if Brendan Rodgers, at the end of this season, with the way his hands were tied, and again, I've said this in fairness um, about Rodgers, you know, he wasn't dealt a good card at the end. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. He was hung out to dry a little bit. If he gets us to, say, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, at the end of this season, I have no worries in him staying another season. No, I don't either. And you, that was a long introduction, and I do apologise. I had a, I had a Brad moment there. I went on a I bit. Know, I right? apologise. No, no, always, mate. No, you're right. And I think Leicester fans, the majority, would go, okay, fair enough. You've you've passed that sort of fourth season hoodoo curse that he's been tagged with from his times at like Swansea, Liverpool, etc. Mm. Um, and then you kind of look at it. Again, like I said, it could be a blessing in disguise. This no budget, this no room, this no room to wiggle the team around a, a bit because you know he might all of a sudden, like he's seeming to see. I know it's only been two or three games, but he's putting players on with purpose. And what I mean by that is they're not coming on the eighty seventh, the eighty eighth, and ninety third minute. They're coming on with no. sixty minutes on the clock, seventy minutes gone, never a chance to impact the game, and. It, 
all of a sudden it makes that them worries that we'd have to sort things out in January kind of ease off a bit. And if we build this up and end up achieving expectations, let's say, let's say in terms of a finish, I don't see why you would get rid of him. I no. mean, we have only one games that on paper you'd expect us to win. But like I said to you before we went live, Chris, you know, people will come on here and maybe say, oh, yeah, but it was only Wolves. But we was only 20th in the league table before yeah. kickoff. And had a one, yeah. I hadn't got a point away from home, let alone a victory. So it's all if hands and books until that whistle goes. At the end of the day, whether it's 4-0 or it's a 96-minute own goal that does it for us, I'll take three points. Yeah. So. Just as a reminder, there we go. Leicester, the first team uh, to win a Premier League game by four plus goals while being at the bottom of the league since Leicester 20 days ago. So <laughs> there we go. You, you can only play what's in front of you. Good evening, Mike. I hope you are okay, sir, uh, and things are a little bit better for you. Um, yeah. And Terry, I think we'd all have to have a rethink, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, well, football fans are fickle. You know, aren't we? I mean, you know, there's a few rumblings about Klopp because they're struggling. I mean, that's silly, but you know what I mean. But, you know, we are fickle. And when things are going against you, when a player's having a bad time, yeah, we obviously, we're anti them. Uh, and then we're all brilliant. And the, the, the garden smells of roses when we start winning again or somebody has a good game. That's football for you. But we've yeah. every right to be that. We're fans. We've every right to be that. You know, I, I don't sit here and think anything I say on here is going to make the blindest bit of difference to Leicester. I'm not that, you know, stupid. But I say what I think as a fan. And if it's bad, I think I've got every right to say it's bad. And if it's good, like like now, we will give out praise, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, um, Grace says they can only play who's in front of you. Yeah. And he's right. And and the thing is as well, uh, I mean, I don't really want to say anything too too negative or anything after straight performance, but there's, there's, there's fans out there, and I agree with you, Chris. I think it's you're right and anybody's right with the right intent behind it. I don't mean just going out there and calling them effing this, effing that, and just slating them for the sake of having a bad result. But if if someone's had a poor game or we've had a poor game as a, as a team, you, you should be allowed to say that's not good enough. I expect my team to play mm. better than that. I expect the team I support for X amount of years or X amount of days, mm. just my how old you are, how young you are, or whatever. You know, what annoys me is these people that then respond to them people by going, oh, support your team. None of that statement is me not supporting my team. Yeah. I'm not I'm just, you know, but I mean, none of the statement is not supporting the team. I hate it when people feel the need to throw in snide comments. Like, oh, support your team. Oh, how many games are you going to armchair fan? Cough. You're actually the most toxic of fans out there because you can't wait to have a snipe at someone. There is a difference between being critical and analytic in your criticals. Don't just say the shit like you say when people say I'm talking shit or you're talking shit. Chris. Give us a reasoning behind yeah. why you think that. Be... Use use that a little bit, right? Because if, if they say we'd lost a 4-0 and we came out there tearing the arse out, out of the whole team and someone came up saying, oh, support your club, I tell you to, I, I would honestly tell you to fuck off because I'm supporting my club. I don't support the performance. I know. I, 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 always, I call it the sun effect now. 
because I always get yeah. this in the group is that if I post anything, oh, oh, well, it's in the bloody sun, isn't it? Well, that really adds a lot to the argument, doesn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? All it shows to me is that you haven't got the brains to comment on the story. You're just blaming, you know, why? Well, that's a stupid thing to say, Chris. Well, why is it? You know, tell me why yeah. it is. But look, let, let's let's celebrate. We are out the bottom yeah. three, and that is great. That is just morale boosting. You know, I'm looking at the table, and yes, we're 16th. Yes, we've got 11 points. Yes, Aston Villa cocked up. Yes, Arsenal had one job and they didn't do it, just like Liverpool yesterday. But, you know, we are, I don't care, we are out the bottom three and that's great to look at that table. Here's another table that I've got to say is well worth a look at. It's coming up, it's coming up, <laughs> 12 points coming up. <laughs> I mean, well, we not got to worry. We're surely going to get one point. Which, well, we're going to play Wolves again, aren't we? So we're going to yeah. get at least one point between now and the end of the season. So hopefully that will be the last time I'll have to show this. And I've got to be honest with you, two, three games in, I was really concerned. Well, yeah, but that, again, that's the joys of football. You know, you mm. you can be sat here like we are going, we've just moved up four places from one win and, and suddenly the sunshine and roses are out. Yeah. And then you you don't win in your opening five. Uh, I, I said this about Gerard sacking uh, last night, uh, on a Thursday night or whenever it was, they played the type of time. I forgot because it was just... Same night but, as us, Thursday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you look at their running results... Uh, it may have even been I made the same point about Jesse March with Leeds. They got the points early on, and it's actually the runs now where they're suddenly lost six in a row, lost mm. seven in a row, that have cost them the manager's job. It would have been interesting, Chris, wouldn't it, if we'd have played these games, at the, if we'd have flipped, I mean, what's that, get, get 11 games now, 12 games? Uh, 12, I think it is, yeah. Um, I would wonder people's perspective, had we flipped these games on the head and played these six that we just played, first and then play you know it's, it shows you how funny a funny old game of football because even though we had a terrible start winning at forest all right we lost to bournemouth but drawing with palace beating leeds beating wolves looks a hell of a lot better than oh and leeds lose again and that's uh they haven't won in seven i know billy got a turnaround so i can't mock them for that but you know what i mean chris it's weird how mm. your perspective and mindset changes oh, when it's it you're not you're not much worse or better off than the teams you mentioned but all of a sudden it looks and sounds better because they're losing again and you're picking up points so yeah it's fun, isn't it? The, the, it is it is the bad news is that the women lost today to manchester united but it was only by a single goal again so yeah and apparently, because I did catch the last couple of minutes of that game, I mean, A, Manchester United, this is the Women's League, this is their best ever start to a season. Yes, the joint top. The joint top. Yeah, they've got a plethora of not just England, but internationals all around in their squad. And Leicester, by all accounts, from the reports and that I read, were not sure if unfortunate is the right word, but apparently they played really well. And we've We've done a few watch-longs there with Chris, haven't we? And, and yes. We'll, we'll, we'll keep the happy momentum on Leicester. Even though they've well, not managed to pick up any points yet, they've done really well in their performances, haven't they? Yeah, the BBC here, the headline is Man United scrape WSL win at Leicester. So, you know, it kind of says it all. Um, yeah. Ray says here, um, three clean sheets in a row is huge. 
it is it is like i say you know you and me brad we stood we you know we was we stood by danny ward yeah i can't wait for me goalkeeper's bonus committee for, for standing <laughs> by danny ward for that. but no again you talk about fickle fans i know people say it in tongue-in-cheek or in outbursts when we've had bad results and, and that's fine we say things in the heat at the moment but uh I believe also, Chris, that's, that's four clean sheets for the worst goalkeeper that's ever put on a Leicester shirt, or ever, as some people thought. <laughs> and I believe that's three clean sheets for the worst centre-back to ever play for Leicester and Daniel Amati. Because, uh, yep, yep, yeah. No, it it it, it is it is true. No. I mean, I, I said earlier, Ward was commanding. I you could see him shouting at his you players. And I like when when um, when Mendy came on, he had a really long discussion with Telemans about where they were both going. It was mm. good to see organisation. Scott asked here, so it's a good question. I'll put it to you before we move on. Um, and I can't see what it says. After the last few games, would you keep a Marty in rather than bring Evans back if he's fit? I think you've got to bring Evans back, haven't you? Uh, no disrespect to a Marty. Um, possibly not. Um, mm. Possibly not. And... The reason for that being is two reasons. Man City is a bonus game. Um, and it is now. It's, and it's a much more enjoyable bonus game. Because this is probably the first time in a while, Chris, we can say the Man City one is more about the performance than the result. As long as we yes. can give a count ourselves and fight. But the reason I say that is two reasons. The Man City being a bonus game could extend his run in the team. Um, I don't think you want to throw Evans into that. If you know, And going further with that, Evans's ability or inability with his age, I suppose, to recover and get back to that intense level mm. of what he can play takes longer. And for me, I would rather, with the greatest respect, I'm not, you know, you know, take a Marty out after the Man City game, yeah, put Evans back in, but give Johnny Evans an extra week on that training ground, give him an extra week to build up that strength, give him sharpness. I don't know. If he could do a Vestergaard and go and play 40 minutes for the under-23s, I don't know. But um, give him that time. And then we've got Everton and West Ham. And then you can play him for them two games. So he's, you know... And then, can you believe it? And then I think we've got the World Cup. Oh, no, we've got Newport and then the World Cup. Oh, no. No, we've got Everton. I don't know. We've got Everton and West. You've got three games there. Do you know what makes me laugh, right? I keep seeing... And I tune into LCFC at the end um, while I watch their full-time thing back and yeah. and ever since we beat Stockport all it has is an advert down the sign for Newport I'll tell you the fucking day or time will kick off mm -hmm. someone tell me when we're is Newport in between West Ham and Everton is it after somebody help me and Chris out because I, I keep looking at it going it's gonna fucking it's change it's a midweek game it's a midweek game yeah. uh, at night um Oh, World Cup fan zone. I don't want that, Leicester City. What's coming up? Um, fixtures. Let's have a look for you, Brad. I'm, I'm nothing if not helpful here. Um, we play them on Tuesday the 8th of November at 7.45. Okay, so it's after it's after the Everton game then. Yeah. The yeah. So we, we've got Man City next. <laughs> then we've got Everton. Then we've got Newport. Then we've got West Ham. Then it's the World Cup. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, I just going back to the point, I'd bring Johnny Evans back if he's fit and if he's wearing, you know, if he's good enough to play, simply because it's his extra knowledge because it's Man City. 
you know. But yeah, I think I think know. the thing is, you're not going to the World Cup with Johnny Evans, so no. you can afford to not pay him in a high intensity game. And you say you say Man City, Chris, that Valtface is going to have his keys, his wallet, and he's going to have Erling Haaland and Jack Grealish in his back pockets on, on that game. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about <laughs> oh, Everton is on Guy Fawkes Day. Liverpool is on New Year's Eve, <laughs> would you believe? But look, that's the table. How good does that look? Certainly a lot better than it did probably well literally this morning. It, I mean, it, I don't it, I don't have a look at the last column because that doesn't make mean anything. Because we see if that's how it is at the end of the season, we have another season in the Premier League. It doesn't matter well, what yeah. it says on the right. But, yeah, you know, exactly. everything there, it just it's just a it's a feel good. It's a feel it's that feel good factor, isn't it? You know yeah, again and it shows it shows the impact of, of doing what we asked because when, when you pose the question to us um, before Nottingham Forest game, sorry Luke, but we said what? How many points we're going to pick up? And I was so pessimistic. I actually said anyone who says more than one, um, I think you said more. no points. Didn't yeah, you? I said no that's what I mean. Anyone who said more than one was more optimistic than <laughs> and one or more was more optimistic. Than me. And forget, forget, forget expectations aside. Like you look at it in perspective of who we've got coming up. We've got the team below us. I can't believe. Do you hear that, Chris? You think you heard me right? We've got a team below us coming up. And even though Everton with a surprise win, they have one fucking job to get rid of Lampard and do it. Anyway, but <laughs> Everton are there in 11th, I believe on 13 points. We're in two mm. points off that. I mean, we've just jumped up, what, four places today. All right, Man City, that's just assuming that's what happens. We get four points or whatever from our remaining two league games for the World Cup. We could be just outside or just, just just a point or two shy of that top off. It shows you how tight that is in the league. Mm. Um, because Leeds, I think they have a game in hand, all right, they didn't win today. And I think, obviously, West Ham play on Monday night. Um, but I think it's against someone. I'm just checking that because it says we've we've played 11. I thought we'd played 12. It did this to me earlier. The, the site that I used to copy that... Because basically it fits nicely into the into. Uh, no, I think it, I think it is. I think it is eleven. Uh, I think it's West. Because Leeds have played ten, and I don't know why West Ham have eleven unless because they play on Monday no, night. Leicester West have played twelve. Have they? So yeah. I see that's what that's what me. It might Southampton have played twelve. We've got we've got Aston Villa to play. We, we of course we miss those. Wolves have played twelve. It just for some reason it's updated the points, but not no, the games. But BBC uh, Sport wasn't reliable for their update on table. But anyway, the, the the point is you you look at that. Hey, look at me and you, Chris. We didn't bot like the rest. We Can I just say yeah? And I, and I said this. And I read this out before the game started in the watch along. I said, "There's only." I said, "Once you get past the first two, nobody has predicted a win for Leicester City." I mean, you got the clean sheet right, but unfortunately, that doesn't get you a point. Oh. Um, we both only get one point because we got the right outcome. But look, Craig said he was he, he was optimistic for a one-one. Jerry Taggart, top of the league, went one-one. Marsh. Ian Wilson, the two Ians, and Steve Walsh went 1-1. Steve Linux went 0-0. It is... Well, I tell you what, let's we have a look. There oh. we go. That's the table. There we go. Jerry is top with eight. 
Ian is second with five. I finally got off to, I'm, I'm up to four. Ian's on four. Brad's on three. Craig's on two. Steve on two. And Walshy, bless him, is back down there bottom with two. Uh, with three points for correct score, it can all change. It's very true, mate. It's very true. And, but, you know, it's work, It's working well, isn't it? We're, we're having a bit of form, all of us Leicester fans, because um, I think um, didn't me and you both predict us to win today in the, in, our, in the one we do with Steve? Oh, well, funny you should say that, because it wasn't Steve, was it, this week? It was Doug. No, it wasn't. But, uh, I know Doug's it, Doug. We're not having you on again. You're too good at this. Yeah, and that said, actually, in fairness, it hasn't been a brilliant week. Uh, no, I don't think. I think we've had a few. I think there was a few results we all went for, and it's all banana skinned on us. Which I suppose, yeah. in turn, is neither good nor bad for anybody. But yeah, right. Just read good. out the scores to me. Aston Villa, Brentford. That was four nil Villa, four, wasn't it? Four nil Villa. None of us went that way. You went for a draw. Um, Leeds United, Fulham. That was two three, wasn't it? Three two to Fulham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three two to Fulham. You get a point for that. Yeah, I knew that one. Southampton Arsenal 1 1. Fucking bottle job. Nobody got that. Nobody Anthony, got that. Anthony, your team had one job. I can hear the Arteta out screaming through YouTube, even though the top <laughs> one. <laughs> Wolves nil, Leicester City 4. We all. We all went for that one. Well, we all we all went for an away win. None of us got the score right. Um, and I will give the at the moment. Uh, well, we went for Newcastle win, so because it's Steve, so maybe you'll get a point for that. You went three two Tottenham Newcastle. That could still happen. I went well, two yeah. one Tottenham Newcastle. So at the moment, um, Steve Stroke. Doug has got three points. You have got three points. I have got four points because I got 3-1 Manchester City Brighton spot on. Boom. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, but, that, but apart from that, I got the Leicester. Those are the only two I've got right. <laughs> hey, that's what matters, though, mate. Like you said, uh, you could get a couple of scores right and nothing else. You could come out with more points. Yes. Yep, indeed. Right. I mean, tell me, okay, this this was the lineup. Um, and I was surprised, and you said, I know you you messaged uh, uh tweeted on uh, uh, on a reply to that when I put it out on Twitter that it wasn't unexpected. No, it wasn't, and we've kind of joked at times when we've looked at the lineups and gone, um you know, you never know with Brendan, but I, mm. this was probably the first time that it seemed to be very easy to predict the eleven. Um, I think, um, I think maybe the understanding that he can count up to five made it easier for him because <laughs> he was able to kind of. Again, I'm not saying he's he's kind of pulling the wool over people's eyes. I'm sure he isn't, but. In a sense, he's able to put Madison straight back in there uh, and look to his bench and go, look, you, you, you're going to get time on this. Don't worry about mm. it, sort of thing. And, you know, we've said this, we said this probably last season, but very much voiced it again this season. There's no way Vardy's going game, 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 game at the start. No. He's going to get rested. And, and exactly that was. So the, the two, two changes to the side were expected and um, and that was it. So... Yeah, um, 
very strong starting eleven and a very predictable starting eleven. Yeah. Do you feel a bit sorry for Pratt though? I mean, it's easy to sit here now and go, yeah, Brendan got it spot on, obviously. But at the start, I did feel sorry for Pratt. You did. And again, I was probably in that mindset that if Brendan started to use the five subs for what they're there for, and that means you can take a player off, even if he's not your most fanciable player, he's not a player that you can see playing in your team week in, week out. You've got five subs, so you can make a sub and feel and give that player the encouragement that he's getting ample playing time. And it was yeah. disappointing, but Maddis is red hot, so there's no way he was going to... He was always going to come back in, yeah, no doubt about no it. You yeah, know. but I did um, feel sorry for him. I did yeah. feel sorry for him, but I was also yeah. then glad to see him in time come on, so... Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Doug is saying that it's Liverpool leaves next Saturday evening at 7.45. Well, oh, for fuck's sake, Doug. We have one job. Our world on Leeds on your first victory of the season in about 10 years. I know. Oh, I was going to say, oh. that's three points to Leeds. You beat oh. me to it. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. 7.45, that's a late kickoff on a Saturday. Yeah, they've, they've been really strange. Jesus. Yeah. It's normally about half four or five o'clock, isn't it? Well, but, I reckon I reckon Jurgen Klopp Jurgen Klopp's making them change the time so he can use it as an excuse. So when they <laughs> lose, they'll be like, Yeah, yeah, who kicks off at this time on, on a, a Sunday or Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, bit, that 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 impersonation was very close to to, to, to Hitler. I'm not going to be honest with you. Well, he, well, his excuses come out like like well, I know. Like, uh, yeah, next scene. Next scene. Next scene. <laughs> Another loss for Liverpool. Enjoy it, Luke. Enjoy it. Um, if you, Doug, if you're doing the watch long for that, let me know, mate. Uh, I, I, um, if you and if you want me. That says you don't necessarily want me, but if you do, if you are and you do, let me know. Um, subs for us. So you still didn't get on. Thomas Mendy. Nice to see old Brighton get a little bit of a a, 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 a few minutes out there. Pratt uh, and Vardy were the ones that came on. And Mar Marco Brighton, in fairness, he had a couple of good good touches. Yeah, he did. He had a little moment. I think in the last five or five or so minutes and I found myself going, Marco Brighton, you sexy little beast, the way he brought it down with the defender. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that because it was, it was and it was good and that little three nil up, four nil up, whatever it was at that point, you you could kind of afford to have a bit of fun with yes. Yes. It was nice for a change with the greatest respect to Wolves and, and my dad because he's a he's a Wolves fan. Um, oh, I forgot that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I haven't messaged him. I haven't. Messaged Hello, Mister Perkis. <laughs> uh, he's probably out golfing. So imagine how raging he is at that result. But it was nice, wasn't it, Chris? Because not only did we win and get the point, a point, three points away from home, which has been impossible mm. to get until tonight, until today, but we did to Wolves what other teams have been doing to us, where they yeah. came at us, they had the wind and the sails, and then we knocked the stuffing out of them. And we did it in both halves. You know, just when they started momentum, I think my commentator said it was like Wolves were coming up against a blue sponge because they just absorbed everything and then ringed yeah. it and then just power blasted it back at them. And when, you know, the second goal killed their momentum in the first half, the third goal killed their momentum in the in the second half, and it, yeah. it was nice to have that little bit of swagger, wasn't it? Totally, totally. Uh, I mean, at 2 0, 
they came out, they came at us in the second half, and I'm thinking, oh, this is Leicester, you know. But we needed the third goal. They got the third goal. Um, I mean, look, you know what I'm like with my stats. Yes. And you know me of, of old Brad. And you know that if I was looking at that and we'd lost this game by any score, I would have been going five shots from Leicester. What the fuck is going on? I don't care because the biggest stat, like you always say, is how many of those went in. We got four on target and they were all goals. Yeah. 21, 21 shots from Wolves, but they were from outside the box. They were shooting from, you know, here, there and everywhere. They weren't getting near Danny Ward for most of the game. No, and, and that just shows again the improvements and the, the, the calmness that Leicester showed in their defensive duties. And you know what, if you go back and listen to what Brendan has, has said over the seven or eight games before we've been on this little run here, um, he has mentioned getting the shape organised, giving the intensity and doing all these little things. And, and today mm. was like the hard work paid off. Yes. Because I don't remember as losing a ball in too much of a danger area. Uh, and by that, I don't mean like booting it, booting up in the air and it falling and, and they win. But I mean like losing the ball, trying to press out. We weren't panicked on the ball. We weren't panicked when we lost the ball. And everything seemed to click today. Uh, again, them scruffy wins that we've been getting have paid out to a, I would probably say, because I would argue this was our best 90 minutes performance since Chelsea, and I know we lost that game to Chelsea, but he, every, a lot of people said that was our best performance and we lost. It was the performance of the season, definitely. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, you, I mean, I, I, I did that watch along yesterday between Forest and Liverpool. One, I'll say it again, one fucking job, dog. And I watched that. And, I mean, Liverpool could still be playing now and they wouldn't score. I'll be honest with you. But, do you know, Forest, they were, I'm surprised they were at home, but they got 10 players behind the ball. Whenever Liverpool came forward, there was 10 red shirts in their own half. Five At one point, it was five Forest defenders in the box against Mo Salah, to be honest with you. I mean, that's how they... And then they hit on the break. It doesn't matter, they won. <laughs> they know yeah. they're not bothered about that. They got the three points. Yeah. And it was the same with this one. Yeah, so Wolves had 21 shots, but only five of those were on target. You know, they were going here, there, and those that were on target, Danny Ward was, was dealing with. The good thing, nine corners and we didn't concede a goal. Yeah, again, I, I kind of tongue-in-cheek have been, you know, I have been saying over the last couple of games, tongue-in-cheek, worst goalkeeper keeps a clean sheet, worst defender keeps a place in the team and we keep a clean sheet. Well, the mo as some dopey Arsenal fan did, and I know he's an Arsenal fan because I replied to his tweet, and you'll know this tweet, and I'm sure some Leicester fans will know it, from the most pointless man in football, who, by the way, will get on... I, I want to have a little word about him, if you can ask me about the set-piece coach. Um, the most pointless man in football was our set-piece coach. That's all yeah. I'm going to say, Chris, because we haven't conceded from a, a direct from a corner since the Spurs game. Uh, we've, we've, had, we've kept four clean sheets out of five since that Spurs, since that Spurs game. So, 
Most useless man in football, keeping us, keeping us solid at the back. He's, he's done something. Down, he? he has done something, you know. And I, I, I read somewhere that someone, and I can't remember who it was, said that you shouldn't need a set-piece coach if you've got a defensive coach. Well, I mean, that's his speciality. He's doing um, it. Is it in America or is it is it American World Cup squad? He's doing it for. He's done it. I think he's done it in Germany. In, well, I don't care. <laughs> We're getting these clean sheets now, you know, and 21 shots, five on target, nine corners, and we are still, still kept a clean sheet. So whatever he's doing, keep it up. Keep it up. Rich That's is in. Good afternoon, Rich. Good evening. Good morning. Good day. Uh, you, you. That was an exciting. That was an interesting game from a neutral's point of view yesterday. Chelsea, Man United. Um, that ball was definitely over, uh, obviously because it was given as a goal. But I've got to say to you, mate, it was tighter than, uh, or was it um, Lampard's, or was it Terry? I can't remember who in, in against Germany in the World Cup. Lampard, but, uh, Lampard. Yeah, but mate, that that was it. Was a, it was an it came alive in the last ten minutes. I actually had to stop what I was doing to watch it. Uh, Doug says he has no idea why it is 7.45. It'll be TV. It'll be TV. He's hoping Marsh will still be in charge by that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last two results, the teams just above us will be thinking, oh, God, we got Leicester. Yeah, they will. Six goals in two games. We have got – let me just bring this back up because I, I meant to say it early. You've just reminded me, Terry. Right? You look at who scored the most goals in that bottom half. And this is a proper bottom half. This isn't, this isn't a Liverpool are 11th, so we're making the top 10 and 11th and the bottom a bottom 10 and 12. This is a proper bottom half of the table. We have scored uh, 21 goals. We've mm. scored more goals than anybody else. We've scored double whatever ton almost. Double Bournemouth, yeah. Palace, Villa, Southampton. West Ham have only got nine. Wolves have only got five goals, you know, and Nottingham Forest have got seven. All right, don't look at the next column because we conceded more than anybody else. Yeah. Half. But hey, as long as you're scoring more, and we, you know, we know we've had a, you know, we had the Arsenal, we had the Spurs. That was ten goals in what, you know, in two games there. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, they're going to be worried about about us on being on form at the moment. And like I said earlier, Vardy came back and got one. Yeah, exactly. And again, I think the the, the one thing that's helped us uh, out through this difficult start to the season um, is we never really have struggled to score goals, have we? Even in the defeats, there's been a two at the end of it, or yeah. there's been a one in there, and yeah, and and, and so on, and. And that's pleasing. Yeah, it's 24, but we've really shored that damage up, haven't we, over the last four games? Um, well, 21 for 24 against, and no disrespect to Luke, for Forrest, seven scored 23 against. I know which one I'd sooner have. Yeah, exactly. And and again, you, you look at that table, it's, it's, only, it's only two shy of what Everton and Crystal Palace have scored combined. I think their yeah. total is 23, and we scored 23. So you look at that and you, all right, obviously we're not, 
we're not going to stop conceding goals. We are going to concede goals at some point, especially you, mm. you'd imagine against Man City next weekend. But it, what matters is as long as that side's going up and that side's going down and that, because today, you know, like I said, I did all the calculations quickly and said potentially had Villa lost and, and, and West Ham lose on Monday, we would have been 14. I don't know what the results are buggered that up now. But at that point, I was like, well, I think we was at minus seven and they were minus three. And I was like, well, we need a bit of a goal swing actually to get 14. But as you've now seen, they're below us in the league. We've got that goal swing in our favour and you suddenly don't look so bad. I'd rather, like you said, Chris, I'd rather be three different, but both the numbers being the 20s than seven and 21. Yeah, in exactly. Exactly. Yeah. As long as we're scoring goal. I always, I say, I always remember Ozzy Ardiles when he was manager of uh, Tottenham and his philosophy is, well, they score four, we'll score five. Because <laughs> um, he, had, he had like five strikers on the pitch at some games. Well I, well, I even said a few weeks ago, didn't I? I, think, I mean, it actually might have, it might have been the Forest win when we finally had something to cheer. And I actually said, it's like that, less than need to be like that England song. You know, we're going to score more than you. You will score yeah. one. But yeah. at the end of the day, there's not a team out, there's not a fan of a team out there that wouldn't take, you know, winning 3 1 over losing 4-3 because... Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Um, Doug says, I'm glad you guys have stuck with Rodgers. Like we said at the start, he deserved to be sacked. There's no two ways. Yeah. The worst start in Premier League history by 30 years, and he that is sackable. That is sackable yeah. form. But... It's you know it's tops club and he hasn't sacked him and if he and I said right at the start if he gets this right with the way he's been handcuffed with you know players and, and what have you and, and everything that's been going on at the club visa problems with the new coach and Fafana and all that if he gets us to mid table security this season he deserves another season here. Right. Uh, Spurs have lost to Newcastle. Well done Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle are up to fourth. 21 points. They're above Chelsea because they've got a better, a double the goal difference of Chelsea. Man United, six. Fulham, seventh. Well done, Fulham. Uh, Liverpool, eight. Uh, Man City are now just two points behind Arsenal. But well done, well done, Newcastle. I'm speaking to a Newcastle fan in the watch along. I do, I do have a soft spot for Newcastle. Eddie Howe, I can see him being a future England manager. Uh, did you see Daka go like lightning and nearly got the ball from their goalkeeper who was fanning yeah. about? Do Vardy, that was that used to be Vardy's trick, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I, in fact, it reminded me of, um, I don't know if you'll remember it, Chris, but it was a year we won the championship. And not as electric as his pace, but Chris would kind of kept his hand in his arm. Yes, um, I was there. I was there. And I really just booted his face. And even caught Chris Woodoff gone because he kind of just went, oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 I wasn't. Sorry, no, 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 I wasn't because that was Watford, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Watford. Yes. I'm getting mixed up with Burnley. No, no, yeah. The goalkeeper kicked it out. It hit Woods up because Woods' reaction afterwards when he was talking to whether it was knockouts, and we were like, <laughs> he just yeah, get him just off him. That's all I know. Yeah. yeah. But it but, might, and hey, tell you what, I'd love to see his energy. I'd love to see it. He might he might need to get in the gym and get on leg day a bit more and mm. build up a body strength. But just the way he can just bunk A to B that quick, it's scary. Because Sar's not a slouch on the ball, either their goalkeeper. Wolves' goalkeeper's not a slouch on the ball. 
And for mm. half a second, I did think it was going to deflect off him and just trickle into the net. But yes, yeah. Um, the, but former Chelsea striker Diego Costa still searching for his first goal since joining Wolves on a free. Had numerous chances, but could not beat visiting keeper Danny Ward, who tipped one shot over and saved a header. Uh, mm. Costa also saw other attempts block or deflected away. Yeah, um, James Justin's that, block. Yeah, Danny Podence was another to be denied by a brilliant Ward. <laughs> Ward, take a bow, lad. Take a bow. Bronzy's in. Bronzy, so you came in very late on the watch along. I saw you, but I'd already started to do the goodbyes by then. Um, these young Fairweather fans are so fickle. <laughs> Tag Rogers in. I've got to be honest with you. I'm, I admit, I admit, you want to look at a fickle fan? I'm here. <laughs> I think 99.9% of fans are fickle if they're if they're honest. Are mm. they not, Brad? No, that's very true. And again, that's a joys of sports. We're, we're fickle yeah. anything in life to a degree. If you're if um you know if you're playing a game when you're losing, it's fucking the mm. game's fault, your dick shit, their shit, they're cheating, they're doing this. But when you're having a really good day in gaming, you you're the best player ever in the world. And mm. same supporting somebody, you know, um you know, you, you you win together, you lose together and, and the attitude's the same. You you have a positive yeah. attitude like we're seeing today in the comments, you know, we're talking about it and it's just as bad as it is good when, when it's not going to right. Um so Part and parcel of football. I think fickle is an overused word. I just think it's fans' temperament. I think it, we should all come with a gauge and you should go by the results, where they're going to go and how they're going to react because it is about that. And it's passion, isn't it? It's a passion. Yes, it is. Sport. It is. It is. Look, Terry's been waiting for this all show, I'm sure. Well, come on, Terry. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we will be looking, looking at the uh, player ratings straight after this quick break. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Start with Chris. Add a dash of sport. Squeeze in some music. Then shake, don't stir. And you've got the ultimate blend. LTID Radio. Shake me, don't stir me. Nine o'clock tonight. It is the Saturday evening binge when I will be joined by our little Scots buddy, Doug, for an evening, we'll be looking back at the football, no doubt. We will be telling awful, awful dad jokes and we'll just be playing totally cheesy music. What better way to end the weekend, uh, Brad? Well, yeah, that's definitely one way to end your, uh, end your weekend. Um, <laughs> that's a polite way of saying no. <laughs> well, well, I've heard your dad, Jad, don't. Uh, your Jad, don't. That's actually one of your dad. Dad jokes stand. How are the new teeth working out, Brad? Thanks very much for Not that dogs are any better, in fairness. No, uh, Lester I... Till I... Mixcloud.com forward slash Lester Till I Die Radio. It's Mixcloud.com forward slash Lester Till I Die Radio. Just follow us with your email. Like I say, you don't get, I don't, well, Brad can say you don't get any junk emails or spam. 
off them, do you? No, you don't. No. Yeah, just just nice give, us, give us a follow, and uh, you can listen to us all being totally silly. Okay. So let's go through these scores then. And then what we can also do is have a look at, if I can get it up on the BBC, uh, let's have a look what the old Leicester fans gave. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't believe who the, who the Leicester fans on the BBC have voted for Man of the Match, but we'll come to that in a minute. Danny Ward. Now, can I just say, so before we start, can I just say, Terry, take a chill pill, <laughs> sit down, relax. It's all about opinions. Yeah, that's that's very true. Uh, Ward's, Ward's a difficult one because for all the stick he's taken, I really want to go extremely high and get a bit giddy. But look, he made a fantastic save of Podence. Um, he commanded his box far, far better than he has been doing earlier in the season. Um, made me feel, again, comfortable with him having the ball at his feet. He seems mm. to be very... Um, very good at preempting what's going to happen. Uh, was out of his box at lightning quick pace as well in uh, other situations. Uh, did a solid job. I'm going to give him an eight. Give him an eight. I was I going think, to say eight, to be honest with you. I was yeah. going to agree with you. The temptation um, trying to give him a ten just because of all the stick he's been taking. So I'll give it on performance, not not, yeah. not that sort of thing. Gray's, Gray's gone for seven, seven, eight. You know, yeah. but no, I think I think he deserved an eight. He he was commanding. That is the word. Yes, he commanded that box in a way that I hadn't seen Schmeichel do for a long time towards the end. No. Um, I'm going to struggle to find somebody that's had a bad game here, but Timothy Castagna. I'm going to give him an eight. Uh, in the present, in the absence of Ricardo, um, I think maybe a few worried that Castagna couldn't seem to do it on a regular basis. Uh, obviously, we're hoping he doesn't pick up an injury. Touch wood on no. that. Um, but got the assist, kept trying to attack and get less on the front foot. Uh, mm. His recovery and tracking back was brilliant. You know, you're playing. You, 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 I think we sometimes forget, especially with Justin and Castagna, they run the length of the pitch. It's not like he's doing it from halfway upwards as a right winger or, or, or vice versa as a right back. He's running the length of the pitch to, to help project Leicester on the front foot. And for me, I, I'm going to give him an eight. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. Brookline just gave Ward a 10. Uh, fair enough. You know, it, it was an excellent performance. And Gray gives uh, Cassie eight there. Uh, I mean, I don't think, again, I've, I've forgotten all about Ricardo, to be honest with you. But I don't think he walks back into this team. No, he certainly doesn't, the way Castagne is playing. And if yeah. he's going to continue yeah. that into the World Cup and New Year, um, Ricardo's not. Ricardo's going to have to sit and wait patiently for his... For his chance to get in yeah. I, again, this five Which is how it should be, really. Yeah, yeah, this five sub rule. I don't know how permanent it is, but if it's something that is now a permanent fixture, um, yeah. um, then that can only benefit the situation we're in because mm. you know, we, we, we wouldn't have the excuse or the reasoning. So, I don't like the word excuse, the reasoning to have these players burnt out and forcing them to play more games or come back quicker than expected because we can rotate them into the games, which is helpful. So, yeah, yeah I agree with you. Castagne gets in all day ahead of Ricardo yes. right now. Yeah. 
John is in the Eintracht Frankfurt fan. John, good evening. It's been ages. I thought I thought maybe you you lost fallen out of love with us all. Great to have you back, John. Great to have you back. And great to have you back on such a joyous occasion. I feel like a vicar. <laughs> oh, welcome along, Kong. Praise the Lord. Praise for you, children. Praise for you, children. <laughs> God, we got Jesus with us anyway. Good evening, John. How are Ryan Track doing, by the way? I don't keep up with the European leagues. I, I definitely know, having seen the quiz last night, that Brad doesn't. So let's know how you're getting on with Ryan Track Frankfurt. Um, let's go to the other side and go for James Justin. Um. Probably one of his more influential games. I think he's turned a corner on how to be creative in that attacking sense. He seemed mm. to be a bit more central than overlapping today. I noticed that Jewsby yeah. Hall um, took that role on, on giving the support down the line. I think that's better for for, for Justin because it enables him to kind of run back in a straight line and then position when he's when he's a track back a bit better and he's, he's used his pace to get ahead of him which worked for him today because he's going to empty his pockets and find a baby he's going to find baby oil from Johnson and Johnson and wonder where the hell has that come from he's going to look in his own pocket realise Adama Traore must have brought it with him that, that, that um, sound is so wrong mate I know it, I know it did there was no way to, there was no way I could think to put that sentence out there without it sounding wrong to start off with, but no the thing is, the, the problem is, is with Justin is the side he plays on, he kind of sits on the sidelines for periods um, and he kind of lost his involvement in the aggression side. I'm going to give him a seven. I still think he was a really good performance. I think today we saw the better side of his defending capabilities. Mm. Uh, and and, and that, I'm just going to give him a seven because what, there was just quiet periods, which is a good thing for him. It's not necessarily on that, but it, for me, just, just, just drop it. Just that one for a, for a seven for for Justin. Yes, yeah. Um, Doug, if you're still in, we've got our Tinder man back in. Uh, if you can deal with him, let me just see if I can I can block him. Actually, um, Tinder man. That sounds like the world's crappiest superhero. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Tinder man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's coming up behind you. Um, yeah, uh, JJ gets seven. Bookline agrees with you. He's still in, Terry. What are your votes? Come on, Terry. Where are you? Terry, come on he's down. Waiting. Where's our 12th man? Let's be you having know, you. Terry's <laughs> waiting to give Tillemans a four just to slide <laughs> one in. John says, thanks. To be sure, I uh, I keep an eye on you. I'm doing good. Great to hear. Nice one, John. And um, welcome back. Uh, JJ, seven and a half. We can't do halves. It doesn't allow us to do halves, uh, David, you awkward sod. <laughs> I, find them all, I find them awkward because I'd always say if you're sitting on the fence and you're trying to put someone between half and less, they're already at the lower number. And that's what I kind of did with JJ. I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, that, that's, that's, wow. that's a fair point. That is a fair point. Yeah. Um, Mr. Amati, now, you know, go on. I've had my say on him earlier. I think, you know, for a man that's taken a lot of stick, whenever he seems to play for us, he seems to get a lot of stick off fans. And yet again, he comes up with the goods. Mm. Does he need a lead on that pitch? Clearly. 
Is anybody that isn't named Johnny Evans and Val Fez a leader for us at that back line in, in the centre-back area? Clearly not. Uh, so when he's got the capability around him and he's got that little, I say arm around his shoulder sort of thing, but he's got that calmness to know who's alongside him to depend on them. And, and he in that, and I'm honestly, there's probably going to be a few that get this rating because I was stuck for a man of the match. And you'll see why. Because I'm going to give a Marty a nine. Oh. I thought he was faultless today. I think he was brilliant in his recovery. He was brilliant getting blocks. He took a potential dangerous build-up play from Wolves and they got a throw-in or a corner from it. And I know people say set-pieces were bad, but, you know what I mean? Like, instead of giving them a direct mm. chance at goal, we were dealing with it and, and preventing them having so many clear-cut chances. So he gets a nine for me. No, that's fair enough. Gray, you welcome, welcome to our world. That's where the police live. Let's be having you. That's also where uh, Delia Smith lives, so it's all right. (laughs) Amarty Seven says Ray. uh, Amarty Seven solid says Brookline. Eight says Gray. And for me, I can say I, I, I was sold on him in this game. I just, I just forgot he was there. I just totally forgot he was there. And I say, for me, if you forget that a defender or somebody is actually there, they're having a good game because they're doing what they should be doing. Um, now, he's one man of the match probably four out of five times since he's joined us. Um, I, 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 what I love about this guy, and I said this at the start, he does not give a toss about playing it around at the back and passing it to somebody. He just boots it into Rosette. If it ends up in the River Saw, he doesn't give a shit. He just kicks it out. Come on, Fafana who? Well, exactly, Chris. I mean, I, I made comparisons in terms of his aggression and his ability to re- not only just anticipate, but engage with what he's anticipating. Some of the, mm. some of the and I know some Wolf fans will probably think, you know, standoffish in what they did and they didn't react to the ball but he was already taking three strides to win a ball before an opposition player had the chance to even think what they're going to do with it and you know he's aggressive he, he little bit can't just maybe calm the slides a little bit down because there was one where he got butts at the end but oh good job you're not on a well, button already but we've been waiting for that haven't we we know he's yeah. got that in him you know <laughs> Which is why I think he sometimes, not just because of his hair, but I call him the Belgian David Louise. But he shows so many great components and mm. of so many notable great defense centre backs that we've seen over the years, Chris. And it's just a he's just a joy to watch. And he's gonna yes. get the same as his centre back partner here, Chris. I'm gonna have, I can't not give him a nine for that performance. He was no. absolutely epic. No, I, I I would agree. If only for his booting it into Rosed. Yeah. Uh, and and let's ask him get a booking in the 89th minute than the eighth minute, you know what I mean? But exactly. we've said we want players that let other players know that they're there, you know, and that's basically what, what he was doing. Uh Gray gives nine to phase, Ray gives nine to phase, Ray and Gray, and Bookline gives nine to phase as well. Okay, let us go on to some more. Some more. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to do the singing, but uh, I'm just as impressed. Um, for me, broke up the play. Mm-hmm. Seemed to be 
maybe we were mis- we were clearly mistaken at near the back end of last season, Chris, because we used to we used to say that Mendy and Samori were getting babysat by Yuri Tillemans. Clearly, it's all been part of the plan all along the way we've seen it today, and it, it's come good because. He had that trust in him. They knew where to go. They knew where to run off each other. They knew which one was staying back. They knew which one was going forward. They knew which one had to drop a bit deeper. Then, yeah. then you know, who was chasing who? Who was tracking the runners? And again, I'm, I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him an eight because he gave me that feeling of indeedy sort of reassurance. You know, we found ourselves last year saying. Didn't hear him, and that was probably a good thing. I know you just said that about Amati, but I feel the mm. same with Samore. So I'm going to give him an eight. I think he was very, very solid. Yeah. Uh, Gray agrees with you, gives him an eight. Book line, oh, gives him a six. A uh, couple of loose passes only, but got stronger as the game went on. And Ray gives him a yeah. seven. So, right. Um, ah, Terry, where are you? Come in, Terry. Yuri Tillemans. Honestly, and no, we would have been through this. I, I, I even admit, after rethinking the duty he was given by Brendan and and yeah. the, the job he did against Leeds, uh, I would have upped my rating a couple of numbers, but not by much, not by much, mm-hmm. because what I want, what I want to see from your Tillemans today, I was given. Asking you shall receive. It's a nine, Chris. His goal, his goal, a season contender. You know, say about all four goals. I think the way they, the way they pass it around and the link-up play, all mm. uh, uh, the the efforts the players had on the individuals, all the goals were fantastic. David Yuri was full of confidence. He looked to drive forward again. I said about Samore, vice versa. Yuri was in tandem with his midfield. Um, you could say what you like about his contract. If he's going to play like that, while well, whilst his contract's run out, best I'm, goal I'm not, of the four. It's, it's it sounds harsh because any one of them goals on its day would have been the best goal of any match, wouldn't they? But uh, you've got them all in the same match, and I would say that yeah, it's got to be yours. I think so. I mean, it was it was top bins, wasn't it? Yeah, you, it know. Was. you know, okay, that... it, it, it hit the post. You could argue, but no, I mean, but it hit no. the post on the right side and went yeah, in. You know, that, yeah. I mean, that's one of them goals that you connect with uh, playing with your mates on the park, and you just. Yeah. You're like, don't take off, don't take off. And it never just, it kind of just stayed tr- straight and true, yeah. didn't it? It's, no it's goalkeeper, awesome. no goalkeeper from any country of any no, don't class want to is going to get to that. And that's the quality he's able to possess. You know what? I ask if he giveth, he's going to get a nine. He's going to get a nine. Nine. Okay. Um Let's have a look. Um, Christine Guyping now. Terry's just passed out. <laughs> uh, Yuri, eight from Brookline. Uh, eight from Ray and eight from Gray. Um, now, the one player I thought probably didn't have the best of games and I thought might have come off earlier, um, Mr. Dewsbury Hall. He shows effort and runs around a bit and he made some nice intent passes the problem was in that sentence is the word intent they didn't quite get them going at points but he has a lovely he has a lovely understanding with barnes madison 
and a Vardy and Daka, whoever it is that's playing in front. Because when they make that little intricate triangle, quick one-touch football um, mm. that we've seen on training ground and we've seen throughout the seasons, they do it with a, like a Brazilian-esque niche, don't they? And and I've got to give yeah. credit. It didn't, didn't all work off the way he hoped today, the way he planned, but he did put the effort in. Um the fact that what what's this now like his thirtieth game or something ridiculous like that he's only played like twenty or thirty games for Leicester mm. now probably more than that I think he played a lot last season but the fact that he's only played that many games and this is probably the least impressive of what's been a very good start to his Leicester career I'm gonna give him a six because yeah there was mistakes and there was intent but the intent would come off and you want to put a blot on it I think probably Dewsbury Hall slides into a six for me. Okay. And that's um, same isn't it? Thirty odd games for Leicester, and this is the first time I'm looking. To be honest with you, not... he is. He's looking a bit knackered, and maybe he needs a break. I don't know. I don't well, know. You could, you could have argued. You could have argued at the lineup that maybe that's where Pratt was going to get snuck in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the case until. Yeah. And it's it's hard to criticise when you're looking at a four nil win. You know, uh, he was back. Back with a bang. Uh, I thought, for me, occasionally he tried to sort of show that he was back and, and you know, try to do too much himself when there was other options available. But you, you, he's the player of the season so far. And, my God, he, he, had two, he had two Wolves defenders on him. He shook them off. He then had another two Wolves defenders on him in the box. He still scored. James Madison. Is is going to go down as number one on everybody's list of most baffling players that didn't make this year's World Cup mm. because the guy was absolutely uh, first class. Yeah. And again, it shows the improvement and maturity he's made as a player because even up to last season, Chris. He would have frustrated Leicester fans because he'd have gone down too easy with a little bit of contact. He'd have gave the ball away. He wouldn't have got it out of his feet. He would have had a shot mm. a bit earlier. But that goal typified his learnings and, and, and where he's improved his game throughout these, these few months and whatnot and over time. Because, he, like you said, he wiggled away from the defence. He could have gone down. He didn't. He stayed on his feet. He was getting lent on and, and pushed out onto that right-hand side of the box. He could have gone down. He would have if he'd have been lucky, he'd have got a weak free kick, but he, he didn't. He kept his balance, he kept his composure, he believed in himself, he got his head down, and it was another, like I said, any other time he probably wins goal of the game, easily for his finish, rocket yeah. into the bottom corner. And I guess bittersweet, isn't it? I'm great while he's doing it for Leicester, but it's going to be so baffling in, in yeah when yeah, he's yeah. not picked for the England yeah. squad. Because for me... I don't want to spoil anything today because it's not going to happen. Because I know I gave one last week, but I'm going to put him in the nine category. I was tempted to go 10 for 10 like that, but no, I'm going to put him in nine because... No. Harvey Barnes. Um, I'll be careful what I say here because my nephew is friends with him. <laughs> he sent me a video of him out drinking together. So he and he That's said he said let's hope I said because I said oh it wasn't last night was it don't get him pissed before the game and he, no it wasn't obviously uh, and he said let's hope he scores a, a, a scorcher he scored uh, a typical Barnes goal um, 
again, I, I called it wrong because I thought he may be being left out, you know, uh, one of the ones that was left out. KDH moved over and Pratt come in, but proved me wrong as always. And I thought he had a decent, decent game. Yeah, he did. And, and for once, he didn't have a, a period in the game where he's forced to not be able to do much in terms of he gets three men around him or, or you know, that he's, he's, he's restricted to the wing. He got a bit more freedom to stay in. Uh, you could argue you're 2-0 up or 3-0 up, you take the wind out of walls. That's, that's why he got freedom. But he was creative. And it wasn't just a Harvey Barnes-like goal. That just tells you how pivotal he is to the attack when they try and attack like that, Leicester. Because he's the, you would say when they make that three pass across the box sort of dinky triangle in and around the, the opposition's box, it tells you if the percentage of the goals scored from that build-up play is from Barnes and it works because that was actually probably a Leicester team goal, you'd call it, wouldn't you? The way they yeah. quickly move the ball around do it and the fact that Barnes is probably the shareholder in that. Um, it was a good game. Um, the thing else is, is the, 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 probably the hardest part to being a winger is when your side isn't the side that you're operating down, you can go a bit quiet today and, you know, He's allowed to relax a little bit. Like I said, when you're 2-3-0 up in the last stage of the game, he's still run around. He's still did a job. Uh, got a great goal. Robin Hood celebration. Yeah. I, I like that a little bit. I'm just going to give him a seven. Seven? Seven. Mm. You know, he's not, you know, he's had a very good game. We've we, we said, or you've said before, haven't you, like, you know, Whoever, whoever Rogers picks, it's to fit in and around Barnes. But when he has games like that, you, you can, can understand one. why. You yeah. Know, yeah. You know, but uh, Barnes gets an eight from Gray, uh, a nine from Brookline, and a nine from Ray. Okay. Now, Daka. Daka, Daka, do. Um, yeah. I mean, one striker doesn't score, the other one does. Um um, when one striker doesn't score, but it's coming over from the rest of the field, <laughs> don't really miss. But what what do you think about Dakar? Look, I rate Dakar. Um, I don't think dropping back so deep suits him, clearly, with the way he tried. With some of his runs, um, you notice today where he didn't get the ball, um, but then runs were pushing the defensive line back. And there were some runs he made where you think, you know, why are you running there? And you watch actually how the defence in tandem move. He's being used very cleverly to use his pace, not necessarily to always drive at a defence and, and have the ball at his feet, but to drag defence away to create that space. So although he had a quiet afternoon, I don't think he had, apart from that block on Saar where it could have gone into the net, I don't think he, um, I don't think he, had all that much in the way of creative chances. But as we've yeah. seen with Vardy this season and what Rogers has said about them is don't judge them on the goals they score. Judge them on what they actually do during the game. And, and, and there was things maybe off the ball that people didn't notice about Daka. I liked what he did. And, and for me, I'm going to give him a seven. I'm going to give seven. him a seven. Seven. I'm going to give him a seven. Uh, most notably because, although it's not something you should judge them overall on, their main yeah. objective is to, is to get a goal. Um, but it did well. It did well. If the team's scoring, you could argue, you know. Um, yeah. 
Dakar gets a six from Ray, a six from Gray, a six from Brookline, and a seven from uh, Terry. And oh, Terry, can you deal with Mr. Tinder's back? Um, uh, if you could do so, please. Right now, the defend the, the the defenders, the substitutes. I'm not going to rate Thomas. He was on for two minutes. You yeah, know we won't. Mean? Avoid it. No, uh, but let's take those. There's four others. I mean, never never had so many subs to talk about. Um, first ones on were Mendy for Samari and Vardy for Daka. Uh, well, let's start with the easier one to rate out of them. Uh, Mendy, solid job, came on like for like. Um, and to be honest with you, since last season, he's always been fairly reliable. Give him a seven. And give him seven. a seven. Again, quiet because of that. There was a good mm. reason to give him that because he, he did his job well. Yeah. Mendy nine says book line. Can't go um, a substitute unless he scores a hat trick. I'm afraid. Yeah, uh, Paul. Good evening. How are you? Uh, <laughs> she's too expensive for me, Miss Tinder. Says Terry. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm swiping up and nothing's happening. That's all I can say. Um, at Vardy. I mean, I said at the start, got you know, glad he wasn't playing. He needs to score a goal. I don't know if he was listening or not, but he went and scored a goal. Oh, and just. It was typical, a typical Vardy goal. He was fox in the box. He was there. He was on the end of it. Argue that he couldn't have missed from there, but he can. He has done recently. The goalkeeper could have got to it, but no. Great crossing, slotted it into the net. Yeah, it's Jamie Vardy being Jamie Vardy, wasn't it, really? Crashing a can of Red Bull, coming on, winding up the away fans, scoring a goal, mocking them with a celebration. Bob's your uncle, aren't yeah. you, Teapot, and all that, as I say, you know what I mean? But that was Jamie Vardy, yes, worked well. And, and you, we, again, you know, we've questioned Rogers just batting a load of horse manure at times and just saying things to say things, but maybe we are starting to see these things take effect because, you know, the confidence there now, you know, Vardy clearly has another role. He's stretching his play more. Um, he's found a little bit out to support left or right of the wings, depending on which one probably needs that extra man there for an extra option. Um, he's grafting in and around the box to win the ball back or start the attack as it is. It gets Jamie Vardy special, doesn't he? Um, and I've got to give him an eight. Uh, an I eight. think he was impressive. He was really eight. good. Okay. Um, you know, I, I asked from Yuri, I got given it, you wished it from Vardy, yeah, and, and got it. And let's hope, you know, that it, it kick starts his career, you know, his season. Uh, yeah. you know, you, you've seen, I mean, Harry Kane always takes about two months to get started, or he used to, didn't he? Didn't couldn't yeah. score in September, but uh, but no, he did what was asked of him, and you can't ask anything more. I've been saying, you know, that that's for me. That's what he is. Super sub comes on, but he needed a goal. He got one. Um, Pratt came on a minute later on the 62nd minute. I was impressed with him. Again, mm -hmm. I noted against Leeds that he was the one that won the ball. He was the one that wrapped his leg around the Leeds player to pass the ball in, in to create, I think it was the first goal, you know, in, in, in the Leeds game. And 
it was like he, you know, you know, let's say in certain things, it's like he just picked up his football, like he picked up his football from the King Power, walked out into Molyneux when he was given, you know, when given permission for Brendan to walk out there and just picked it up. He hustled and bustled. He won the ball back. I think for Vardy's goal, um, it was. I think he broke the play up, played, laid in Castagne, who got in behind and, and played it across for Vardy's goal. I rate him. You know, you said there. You know, kind of, I know it was because you might have worse, but you said there, that's what maybe that's what's going to happen with Vardy being a super sub. And yeah. he nearly said that he was going to be like it, he's could define his career. Well, this could be the moment Dennis Pratt's career gets underway properly at Leicester. Mm. Talked about this five sub rule, and you know, maybe Brendan's watching and he's realized he can use all five in one game. It's not five subs throughout the season, Brendan. Don't worry, <laughs> he's figured that out. Yeah. Again, we could see that now, couldn't we, Chris? If we've seen it once, there's no reason to suggest that while he's had a good appearance start and a good substitute appearance, that we can't play Man City and he gets a start because maybe he thinks I'll and, and is it, I mean, I've said natural successor when Tielemans moves on. Which exactly. Is if you, you want him to be that, he's got to be happy here. And mm. whether you're doing it for the right or wrong reasons or whatever, you've got to keep him happy and want him to think he can have a career here. And I'm yeah. going to give him an eight. Again, hard-working, yeah. grafting, just as good as he was against Leeds over a shorter period. And, yeah, very much deserving. Like I say, we're not, going to, we're not going to rate Thomas because he literally it would be unfair to because he was only on for two minutes. Uh, Kevin uh, came on the 79th minute. Um, I thought he had a couple of good touches. I think he... Did very well. The game was dead in terms of result wise. Mm. Um, but he never failed. It would have been easy for Leicester to have just made them substitutions, especially the the, the latter ones, um, and just sat back. Yeah. And, you know, if it had conceded one goal, we'd have been gutted. We lost the clean sheet, but it's still been 4 1. But the thing is, he came on and he imposed himself. He didn't. You know, the one thing we fought with all Brighton is he doesn't have that intensity to the longevity of a game to do what Justin and all Brighton and not Brighton, Lisa, you know, what Barnes and, and Justin and, and that do on the left hand side, which is constantly pr- put pressure on the opposition defence. I tell you what, vice captain came on today, go Kevin came on and he pressed. He won yeah. the ball. I called him a sexy little bitch for his touch that he did where he looked like prime, <laughs> prime, prime messy with the way he brought the ball down and, and took it under control. Um, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give him a seven. Just because Hello. he was a little bit short. Yes, I've heard. Just it never, he it never gets boring, that. I'm sorry. No, it never will. Just because he was a little bit short on time. And you know what? To make the ratings nice, Chris, just to give everybody a nice rating, give, give Thomas a five. Give him a five. For, for 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 warming the crowd crowd up for the applause, give him a five so he doesn't feel left out of a positive. <laughs> give him a five for his new hairdo. Yeah, just, just <laughs> that 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 <laughs> five because you came off that you came off the bench, mate. Yeah, let's just have a look. Uh, what people are saying here. Um, Parker say Paul is in. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Uh, Mendy gets a nine off Brookline. Uh, Mendy an eight off Paul. Pratt a seven off Brookline. Vardy, uh, five plus one for the tap in six from Brookline. 
I can do the maths. Uh, Ray gives Vardy seven. Matty Roundtree, good evening. Congratulations, Matty. Top four for Newcastle and you beat Spurs. Double result, double result. Nice one, mate. Get in there and uh, let, let's see Newcastle in the Champions League. Uh, Going to give Vardy an eight in the hope it's the confidence booster. Vardy will score now. Pratt is quality eight. Uh, Pratt is the new Inacho eight. Um, nobody gets more time than Ian Acho. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's getting treated yeah. better than Ian Acho, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Pratt's like a new signing. Just hope he gets more game time. Kevin, vice-captain, seven. Uh, I'm going to have jumped a bit there. Where's it gone? Here we go. Kevin, seven again off Brookline. Uh, well, an overall average, you mark the team as an eight, and nobody can disagree with that. You got the calculator out, Terry, didn't you? This could uh, always like the average. <laughs> Len Goodman is claiming copyright. Oh, his bloody Tinder is back again. I've blocked them. Yeah, yeah, and it's a waste of time if you report them to YouTube. YouTube do sweet FA. Probably they can't because they obviously change things and, and hide oh. the, the addresses and what have you. Uh, and Brookline says, set piece coach 10. Yeah. <laughs> Fair I, dues. I, I didn't get a chance to talk about him, but again, it, and I don't know if anyone else notices, Chris, when we were making them substitutions, it was I, I could be wrong, someone might correct me, but it wasn't it wasn't Brendan and it wasn't Colo, I know that for a fact, but somebody, and I'm pretty sure it was set piece coach, was talking to Faz. He was giving him instructions. So, you know, I said it when he came in, maybe the way he orchestrates set pieces is done on a defending and attacking yeah. sense of it. And he's having an impact, I'd agree with Brookline. Staff wise, yeah. tens. Yeah. Uh, well, let's say clean sheets. Colonel Ward, welcome along, mate. Good result for Leicester. It certainly was. We'll just quickly compare those to the BBC and see what they did and then uh, do the man of the match straight after this. Happy Halloween. Do try not to die. <laughs> It is, and we've not had a, a, a nightmare of a performance either. Um, I can't remember what the set-piece coach is called, Ray, but he's done something. And, yeah, that's his job. If he is talking to um, to, to the uh, to, to the defenders, great. You know, <laughs> that's what we're paying him for at the end of the day. Um, oh, right, let's just have a look at what the BBC did here. So, guess who was the, well, the man of the match was a Leicester player. Surprise, surprise, it was 4 0. Guess who the man of the match was, according to the BBC fans? Uh, Jamie Vardy, you know, you're dead on. He got an 8.14, Tielemann 7.88, Ward 7.87. Madison 7.84, Barnes 7.82, Face 0.64, Dewsbury Hall 0.59, O'Brien 0.53, Pratt 0.52, Castagna 0.52, Justin 47, Mendy 31, Thomas 25. Thomas got more for his two minutes than Dacker did. <laughs> got for, for uh, I mean, the, the, the BBC is a difficult one because that's it's not like a reporter sat there and done it, it's all done on percentage. And, and right, that right, is, right, it's, no, it's done on, yeah, it's done on fans, fans are able to vote yeah. on it, and yeah. then it takes an average. And I just yeah. think maybe, maybe Thomas had one or two mates there, 
Uh, a Malta yeah, that, got that, 14. Popularity is always going to roll on that. Yep. Yeah, Samari got six. But man of the match. <laughs> what game what? were they all watching? <laughs> I know, right? I know. No, I don't I mean, don't it's all these people that give these scores. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, oh. man of the match, you probably know. Well, you do. You know who it is. Uh, I, I, I was. So I, I've got to agree with Alan. Alan Bennett there chose him. He's at the match live, so he's watching the game live, which is why he picks my man of the match. Yuri uh, Tillemans, can't argue with it, mate. Hey, he can't. And, you know, like I said with my rating system today, there's, there's, it's nice to say there was probably three or four contenders for it, and you wouldn't really argue with three or four of them and, and, and Alan picked any any of the four, maybe more than that, five or six players they could have been mm. gifted man the match, and, and you wouldn't argue with it. Got an all-round Euro performance, mate, and that was just, that was pleasing. It's taken a, a 12 games for us to get an all-round performance out of him. Again, put that down to Brennan, if you will, and, and certain things we don't know, but yeah, it's man of the match deserving. Uh, like you said, mate, it's hard to argue with him because... It was so impressive today. Yeah. Um, Bronze, agree with most of your scores, but I like KDH more than you seem to. I felt you was the instigator of danger to Wolves many times. Opinions, mate, it's all about opinions. Um, yeah. And the opinion is that we, we kicked Wolves' arse. Um, I yeah. don't know if anybody, and I love this, the, the, the people that I, I take the match report from, because uh, we do a fans' match report, uh, when, when when Brian sends it me through, Brian Langston, but I also do a news match match report, and I love the headline that they, they put today, which is on the website, uh, com. Four some foxes scare whimpering wolves away. Oh, that sums it that sums that's worthy of the sun. That is Brad. Thank you very much, mate. Hey, oops, let me add you back. Let me get rid of that one. That's what I wanted to do. Um, brilliant! Eight, hey, two wins on the trot. Can we make it three? Yeah, of course we can. Of course we can. Yeah. Well, Fez is gonna, well, Fez is gonna stroll into King Power at twelve thirteen. Come about to, to about half past two when he's ready to go home. He'll check his jeans pockets and he'll go keys, wallet, Harland, Foden, Grealish. And Varley will score actually and we're gonna beat Man City. Everything's looking rosy. We're not deluded over here. We're not we're not no. getting too handy. <laughs> no, no, we're not, we're not pissed. We're not pissed. No, you never know, mate, do you? <laughs> that's that's the joy of football. You never know. It's very you unlikely. Never know. Hey, but you never five know. two not so long ago. Mind you, exactly. they didn't have a def defense in that game, but um look, Tuesday, nine o'clock, you're back for the prediction league with my good self. Um, and That's Steve Linex, who's who's been doing the old Alfiedersein pet bit in Germany. So hopefully Steve's going to be back. Um, look forward to welcoming him back onto the show because he's getting too close to me with all these guests <laughs> voting yeah. for him. When I told him to think outside the box, I didn't think he'd throw sickies just to get guests on for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Look, mate, where can people find you? Um, mostly sat here. But, of course, you wouldn't know where here is. So you can find me here at Leicester Till I Die. But you can find me uh, on Twitter. And my Twitter handle is all one word. It's at Full Time Focus. And if you click the link to the YouTube channel in my bio on my Twitter page, 
that will take you to my um, Top 10 Battles channel. There's a couple of episodes on there. We'll be doing one next week, which will be Top 10 Premier League goalkeepers, past or present. So if you like Top 10 lists, especially sporting ones, go and check us out and click subscribe. But do leave a like on this video here first. And if you are new, subscribe as well. If Spider Kalich is not in that top 10, I will be chasing you. Well, all I'm saying is, is the way we're doing these sort of football ones going forward is so does not pre-chance of guessing. I, I've decided with my other co-hosts, and obviously I know when you're available, you'll jump on if yeah. you can. Um, but with my co-hosts that we're doing, we're not... What we're going to do is put honourable mentions in for our own club. So there won't be no Leicester bias in my top 10, but no. then you will know who my Leicester favourite goalkeeper is. At front from spider, spider, spider. Man. <laughs> Brad, thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm, I'm not... Is it, is it Wednesday at nine? Yes. I believe, unless Dan informs me otherwise, it's Wednesday at nine o'clock. Um, and, and, yeah, it's top 10 Premier League goalkeepers, and that's past and present. So all you have, if you guys are going to get involved in your lists in the comments and join us, it doesn't matter if they play one game in the Premiership. If they were your best goalkeeper in the Premiership, get them involved. Yeah, get involved. No, 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 that is that is fine. I may be able to join you depending how far that um, camera goes up my arse. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that for a second. Before I, it. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll show the pictures. I'll put a folder on Facebook, and you can enjoy them, mate. Thank you very much. See you Tuesday at nine. See you Tuesday, mate. Cheers. Thanks everybody for joining in. Thanks to everybody that was in the chat. Uh, it um, it obviously helps us all. Helps the chat out when when you join in. Um, I'm going to go off. We've got a show at nine o'clock, a radio show. Thanks, of course, to Chelsea Perspective for his donation. That really did mean a lot. And uh, I'm going to be back at nine o'clock, and I am going to be back with Doug, and I'll be back on this. Start with Chris. Add a dash of sport. Squeeze in some music. Then shake, don't stir. And you've got the ultimate blend. LTID Radio. Please subscribe. It does help the channel out. You have to you have to follow me by entering your email. It's mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. Mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. Um, or go to all the W's dot forward slash radio. The link is in there as well. Uh, you don't get, as I say, Brad was saying earlier, he's followed me. You do not get loads and loads and loads of shit emails or spam or anything like that. So please do follow that. Nine o'clock tonight, myself and Doug. We're going out with a laugh. We're going to go say goodbye to the weekend with a laugh. Goodbye to the weekend with a win. 4 0. Leicester City 4, Wolverhampton Wanderers 0. Who are you? We're not in the relegation zone anymore. See you later. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
for watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think it's all over it is now sports social podcast network the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.